and A to Z of the Holy Land, from Arab to Zion, with Ed Kessler, founder director of the Wolf Institute. Episode 22, V for Violence. Violence is undermining the very foundations of Israeli democracy. It must be condemned, denounced and isolated. The words of Yitzhak Rabin, 4th November 1995, spoken on the same day as his assassination by a Jewish religious extremist. Violence in the Holy Land, as you would have noticed listening to this A to Z, is all too common. It's driven by several factors, ethnic, national, social, economic, political and historical. Here, I will focus on its religious dimensions and how and why those who commit violence do so in God's name. One obvious reason why religion is a source of violence is the sanctity, sometimes the shared sanctity, of holy sites, as well as a common Abrahamic tendency towards apocalypticism. In combination, they severely damage chances for securing peace. Religious Zionist extremists, for example, not only see themselves as guardians of the Holy Land, but also responsible for deciding how Jewish the state of Israel should be. They are generally inflexible, especially when it comes to offering concessions to Palestinians. For their part, radical Islamist groups advocate the necessity of liberating all holy territories for religious reasons, especially because at the end of days, the Holy Land should be under Islamic rule. Both groups preach hatred and commit acts of violence. A contributory factor, especially prevalent in the Middle East, is a predisposition towards rumor reinforced by conspiracy theories. These circulate quickly, especially in the social media, and exacerbate tension and conflict. Examples in the Holy Land include conspiracy theories amongst Muslims about a Jewish plan to destroy Al-Aqsa and build the Third Temple on its remnants, or amongst Jews that at the heart of Islam is the desire to destroy Jews and Judaism. Violence is aggravated by many factors, especially worsening social, economic and ethno-political conditions in the Arab world, which motivates young people in particular. Yet, religion remains key. One example is the growth of religious nationalist Jewish settlements in the West Bank. Although current political leaders are outwardly secular men, both Benjamin Netanyahu and Mahmoud Abbas use religion to stiffen the resolves of their constituencies. It's a mistake outsiders commonly make to assume the Israel-Palestine conflict is simply a territorial battle between two peoples, the international community's preferred approach. In reality, the conflict contains many, too many aspects of a religious war. Admittedly, in the earlier decades, it may have been easier to portray the conflict as a territorial dispute between Zionism and Arab nationalism alike, both claiming that they were secular liberation movements and that their battle was over disputed borders. The founders of political Zionism were resolutely secular, and most rabbis at the time remained deeply suspicious of a movement seeking to preempt the Messiah, which contributed to this view. But religion has always played a significant role and motivated all sides. The language of violence is too often unambiguously religious. 
ascendancy from the 1970s onwards of the Jewish religious settler movement in Israel and the rise of Hamas and other overtly Islamist Palestinian movements from the late 1980s are clear signs not only of the weakening of secular forces in both societies, but that the conflict was returning to its religious roots. Does it matter whether people are fighting over the Holy Land? Yes, because while secular earthly territory is divisible, religious groups who perceive land to be holy and that they follow the divine will are generally not amenable to compromise. For Montesquieu, it's about intolerance. Religious wars are not caused by the fact that there is more than one religion, but by the spirit of intolerance, the spread of which can only be regarded as the total eclipse of human reason. Yet it's more than the eclipse of rationality. Religious claims are sometimes mutually incompatible, demonstrated by the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, which is revered by Jews as the site of the biblical temples. But for Muslims, is Al-Aqsa, and regarded as the location of Muhammad's ascent to heaven. The result? This single site is one of the most contested holy spaces in the world. The conflict, therefore, is not just about solving disagreements, but rather about who has the God-given right to the Holy Land. Religious faith not only leads to exclusive claims, but can also inspire self-sacrifice. And it's not just residents of the Holy Land who perceive the conflict in religious terms. So do Jews and Muslims thousands of miles away from the Middle East, as also do U.S. evangelicals who have become a third religious stakeholder. Two aspects of evangelical theology are particularly relevant. A belief that God has established a covenant with the people of Israel and the Christian apocalyptic vision of the end times. Christians in the Holy Land, as well as Jews and Muslims, can be the target of religious violence. In this case, from a small but active movement of Jewish extremists who attack religious minorities. The Benedictine monks at the Dormition Abbey on Mount Zion in Jerusalem have been subject to a number of attacks from young fundamentalist extremist Jews who target Christian sites as centers of heretical idol worship. Whilst attacks on mosques and assaults on synagogues by religious extremists is long-standing, the targeting of Christian sites, however, is a relatively new and worrying phenomenon. Violence in the name of religion has been an enduring feature of religious life in the Holy Land from ancient times to the modern day epitomized by the empires who have held sovereignty over Jerusalem. Over the centuries, the city has been ruled by the ancient Egyptians, the Canaanites, the Israelites, the Greeks, the Romans, the Persians, Byzantine Christians, the Islamic Caliphates, the Crusaders, the Ottomans, the British, the Jordanians, and since 1967, the Israelis. Jerusalem has a long record of conflict and violence. In the end, it remains unclear, to me at least, whether religion is the cause of violence or simply exploited by those who use violence to achieve their own ends. No redemption was ever brought by violence, but 
Until we learn this, religiously inspired violence will remain one of the great threats to the peace of the world, not just to the Holy Land. Swifts returning to nest near the Western Wall 